Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm wearing a ball cap today. That's a new energy for me, and I feel like, as I heard my intro and the sort of folksy ease with which I was delivering it, I feel like the hat is... I don't know. It's 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 giving me a different sort of vibe. And I I've, mean, it is a King's Island hat, you I'm know? I'm worried it might be disconcerting to the listener. Not disconcerting, but, you know... I want them to know what's happening. I don't want to get a bunch of emails like, Justin, we're worried about you. You sound like wearing a hat. I, right. I am. Yeah. I think it's too hot for hats. It's really hot today. Too hot for hats. Yeah. Like now the top of your head is hot, isn't it? As I say that, are you imagining how hot the top of your head is and sweaty it's getting under there? No. No, it's perfectly comfortable. Um, see, the top of my head I is didn't hot realize, and sweaty just thinking about it. I actually it. didn't realize you could physically get hot. I didn't realize that was a, a tool you had. I felt, I feel like <laughs> cold is the only sort of thing that I hear from you in terms of your current temperature. When we get in bed at night and I press my ice cold hands against you. (laughs) Sometimes my nose is that cold. Charlie hugged me yesterday and then she went, what is wrong with your nose? (laughs) That it's cold. It's fine. I'm always cold. Um, I'm fine. I'm really fine. I just tend to run cold. You run hot. That's it. it. Opposites attract. Don't get weird, everybody. It ain't fiction. All right. Do you want to be MC Scat Cat? (laughs) Yes. If that is what it takes to get you to begin the episode, I will be your MC Scat Cat. Justin, you won't believe what they're doing on TikTok now. Um, I... This is always a little depressing. I mean, it's fun. It's funny, but not really funny. It's depressing. Yeah, it's It's more depressing. More depressing, for sure. But Um, also, I'm not depressed by it because I'm not doing it. And you have to assume, this is what I try to remind myself, Okay. My ignorance of something did not impact me the moment before I learned about it. So this was happening just fine without me doing anything. The universe did not ask for me to consult on this. It's just happening. But I was fine before it, so I try to be just fine after I learn about it. I try to remember, this is the context in which I try to present this information. Um, Because if I, I should be able, even though I would never do this thing, I should be able to learn something from this, I mm-hmm. feel. I feel and I feel like many of our listeners probably would never do this. But many of our listeners would never do this. Yes. Many? Most. I mean, I think oh, I don't know. Some of some of y'all might still some be of y'all dirty are wild dogs. out there. I feel I worry that there might be some people who are just dirty dogs that use this as like a discovery engine, like just to get the weirdest stuff surfaced to them so they can go give it a whirl. Uh, every once in a while, uh, you know, I get 
some sort of social media interaction or email that I is surprisingly um, vitriolic. And I'm like, you're still here. <laughs> Have we not run you off <laughs> with our with our thoughts and feelings yet? Nope. Okay. No, right. Wow. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Maybe this was the one. Um, no, I try to remember that when I see people on TikTok or whatever, whatever social media, somewhere on the internet mm-hmm. or in the real world, doing things that are not helpful for their health, mm-hmm. um, that are misguided and that are possibly harmful, that while part of that is that you know, in medicine, we are not always the best salespeople and there are pe- there are actual salespeople who are much better at it. The other part of it is that we have not in our for-profit capitalist medical system done a very good job of reassuring patients that we are here for them. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of mistrust in the system, mm. which manifests as mistrust in us, the healthcare providers. Mm-hmm. Uh, wh- and whether that's fair or not in the individual provider, that's not. I'm not making that case. I'm not saying like you shouldn't trust me. I hope you do. You should. But if you don't trust me because I'm part of this system, I have to have understanding for that. Mm-hmm. And so then when people seek alternative methods that may be dangerous because they don't trust this system, I can't criticize them too much, right? Well, I can. So I, I will. Okay. Well, I'm going to talk about borax. Are you familiar with borax? My wife. Love it. No, Love it. No. Finally, finally, the the giant pendulum swings back into areas of my expertise. <laughs> I I know a lot about borax and boric acid, borate, boron. Okay, now borate. Now you're just messing with me. You mean no. bor- These are just different forms of different chemical compounds of boron that I'm referencing. The, the reason I know a lot about it is because it is the component in contact solution. That makes slime. That makes slime. Mm. Uh, so I have to be very familiar, not only with uh, with the fact that it is in contact solution, and that is the part that makes the, the glue become slime when my daughters want to make slime over and over and mm-hmm. over and over, that there are certain formulations of all-purpose solution that don't have the appropriate like compound in them. Mm-hmm. They have a different boron thing mm-hmm. that doesn't make the cross polymer to make the slime. And if you get the wrong one, you never make slime. And then you just slime. have a big wet bowl of glue and baking soda. And that's, oh, the, yes, I'm seeing here just as bad as slime. They're both <laughs> equally bad, it says here. Uh, so anyway, if you're if you're curious, if you ever got there, hey, there's my tip for you parents out there who make slime with your kids, and if you're buying those fancy activators that they sell, a slime activator, it's just contact solution. Psst. Or you can get borax. Yeah. Actually, you can add borax and water, and then you you got it too. Um, that's what the fancy activators are. Uh, anyway, borax you may use in your house um, for cleaning. Like mm. clothes, okay. As a laundry detergent aid, uh, it is used as a pesticide. It's used as a flux in soldering metals. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's in pottery glazes. It's a uh, pharmaceutical alkalizer. We use it as a buffer in various chemistry lab experiment type things. This stuff is great. Yes. So borax has lots of. Lots, it's it's a salt, by the way, not salt, salt. It's salt, you know, mm-hmm. not salt, not knackle, not gotcha. NACL. Not knackle. Not knackle, a different one. Um, and it dissolves in water, and it's basic when it dissolves in water. So that's borax. 
you might have some in your home, um, and it has many uses. It feels like old-timey. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It feels like when you see... I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good parallel, but it's like, oh, you're just uh, like mothballs or something. Right. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's weird. They still yeah. do that, huh? All right. Yeah, I think borax does have that vibe, and it is old-timey. Like, in its most current evolution, it's been around since, like, the late 1800s. Um, but even before that, like, we knew of the existence of borax. Um, we found it, like, in lake beds in Tibet. Huh. Long, long, long time ago. And, like, its main application for a long time was in, like, the mining industry. Oh. That was really where you used a lot of borax. So this is an old uh, substance. It is, if you, like, use it in your house, it does have that vibe. Um, but recently, people on TikTok have started eating it. Oh, no. Yes. It doesn't sound like good to eat, but neither does Hydrox. And here we are. No. You know? No, uh, well, that's, yeah, but the, you're talking about the cookie? Mm -hmm. I understand that Hydrox and Borax, uh, you know what, that's a good comparison. They both similarly are off-putting name-wise. Mm -hmm. It's then, made from combining the uh, two pure-sounding chemicals, uh, hydrogen and oxygen. That is where the name Hydrox came from because it sounded uh, pure. It's interesting, though, because nobody thinks of eating hydrogen or oxygen. No, you just breathe it, right? Yeah, but you, when you hear it, you don't think, mm, hunger. Give me hungry. a couple of hydrogens, though. Mix it up with that oxygen. I ain't got some water going. It, you still nice. don't think hungry when you... You don't think that. Do you know where the name Oreo uh, came from? I thought no one did. That's right. No one did. But, but it would have worked better if you had been like, no. And then I would be like, neither does Oreo. Or, I guess... The National Biscuit Company. I'm sorry that I ruined that for That's you. That's all right. Yeah. That's my, my one thing. So, okay. People on TikTok and and then I'm, again, I don't want to blame just TikTok for this. I'm sure there's, I'm sure there, actually I know there are because I read them. There are blogs. Um, there are probably zeets. I don't, yeah. I don't look at, <laughs> oh, is that what they're called now? They're called. They're called zeets? Oh, zeets, zeets, I'm zeet, finding zeet. this out in this moment. Oh, zeets, zeets, oh, zeets, zeets, zeets. <laughs> So gross. Um, I'm into air. Welcome, everybody, to Zalba. <laughs> Zalba. Wait, is this so they're called Zeets instead of tweets? Mm -hmm. I don't know what a tweet is. That oh, from that app that used to exist, Twitter. No, yeah, no, no. not that's they're, gone now. Basically. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm ex. Okay, so only probably there the too. <laughs> and probably if you've got the right milieu of friends on Facebook, I bet there's one of your Facebook friends who's talking about this too. Mm. I bet you they're out there. Okay. I bet you somebody's in an MLM and they're also talking about borax. That's there's the, you know those Venn diagrams overlap quite a bit. Anyway, the what a lot of um, people and then like wellness influencers are getting into this, and then just like random people who are trying it. And I think like that's always like the breakdown, right? So you have people who use various social media platforms as a way to push their personal brand of them themselves as a well well person as a health paradigm that you want to be like and they talk about all the stuff they do to maintain their health and wellness and then they're trying to get you to follow them and do the things they do mainly because i mean i don't know maybe they're true believers they want to help you but also just because they want you to do the thing and then they're going to sell right. you some stuff right, and they right. want the watch the clicks and whatever but then there are also people who fall into this category of doing some of this weird stuff on social media who i i think it's remember we have to remember to have a heart for which are people who are unwell 
they are sick in some way mm. and they haven't gotten the answers that they, like they have not gotten answers they feel that address all their issues sure. from traditional medicine. And so they have turned to these other things for hope when they felt they had none. And they are falling victim to scams. Mm-hmm. I am not justifying that that this is what should be happening, but that is why that is the motivation. So you'll find both of these kind of groups of people on TikTok. And what they, I watched a bunch of these, so... There goes my algorithm forever. Yeah. I've been I'll, talking. I need to set sit up with another account, like a, just like a nasty research account. All I was watching were gardening and permaculture and food forests and people harvesting. And but now- those just make you feel bad about yourself. You shouldn't I be know, watching the, so, the food forest stuff. That, that just bums you out about your garden. I, I don't know, want But it. it was so inspiring to watch everybody's harvests. Anyway, now they're now I'm just going to see people drinking borax. So what they, what <laughs> as far as I can tell- and there are different, since this isn't real, everybody's doing it a different way. So that you take some borax, and and I, it looks like most people are using 20 Mule Team Borax, oh, which yeah. is a specific brand of borax, which I have the history of. I'm going to share think, with you. I think that's the one that is like in grocery stores. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't like a, it's not like a specialty brand. It's just mm-hmm. the brand that people are using. Um, but they're, so they're taking some of this borax and they're dissolving it in some water and then drinking it. Mm-hmm. And there are different amounts. Like I watched some people who were taking like, I mean, like a tiny pinch of borax and putting it in water and drinking it. And a homeop- a homeopathic. <laughs> yes, homeopathic does. borax use. And then other people who were using more. Some people were saying you do this once a day. Other people were like, do this with every meal, three times it's a day. It's weird there's not more consensus on this. Like I found, I found so many different recommendations as to how to take it. Um, and then in terms of why, okay, so then the next question is, if everybody's drinking borax, why are they doing it? Mm. The reasons are varied. Um, there's a whole group of influencers who are touting this as the natural Ozempic. Ozempic is a diabetes drug that also causes weight loss. And so the uh, there are lots of people out there who are saying this is how you can lose weight naturally. Mm. By drinking borax. Natural. Um, there are some people who are touting it for like more chronic issues like arthritis. Mm. I, I saw several people who were taking it in hopes that it would alleviate their arthritis pain. So for chronic pain. Um, I saw a lot of people who were taking it for inflammation, which, you know, I, inflammation is a real thing, of course, that does happen in the body. Yes, but, but it's I, also a, a, a catch-all boogeyman. Yes. So there are a lot of wellness people who will just sort of tell you that your body is constantly inflamed and you're full of inflammation and you need to treat the inflammation in various ways. So some people are taking it for these nonspecific kind of complaints like inflammation. Yes. And then, of course, there are people who are saying it will detox you. Detox is I, – I keep waiting for the detox thing to finally fade because a lot of these like – faux wellness trend things have a half-life. Yeah, they've been using it for so long and no yes. one is like saying like, hey, I'm I'm worried that toxins may not be a thing. Yes, uh, and it's very, and you, you see people also like have expanded what detoxifying means to like, I'm freeing my body of toxins or, the, or they think it's just like, if you poop a lot, you've detoxified yourself. I see a lot of people who are like, They'll use some substance they say is detoxifying, and really it just gives you terrible diarrhea, and they're like, awesome, detoxified. Toxins, yeah, toxins are out. Which is, again, we talk about on the show all the time, medicines that make you poop have been popular for a very long time. <laughs> um, 
some people think it cleanses them of parasites. I've seen a lot of people say that they f- they feel they're filled of, filled with some parasite that people can't diagnose or see, um, which probably they've been told by medical professionals they don't actually have a parasitic infection, but they still remain convinced, and so they'll do this for parasites. Um, for the detoxifying thing, I will remind you, you have things in your body that detoxify you. They're called your liver and kidneys, and they are excellent at it. I mean, hopefully, generally speaking, generally speaking, of course, you can get illness, but generally speaking, they do a great job, and you do not need to add borax to them to help them function. So these various influencers are doing this, or people desperate looking for hope are using these substances. And like, there are some on there who will tell you, like, it's your standard sort of testimonial for many snake oil. I feel great. It totally detoxified me. All yes. my inflammation is gone. <laughs> this diarrhea is crazy. Um, and with some of them, it's not even like an effect. Like they won't, it's just like, I feel so much more energy. My brain feels clearer. I feel, it's just very subjective, so non-specific any, things. I mean, I don't know and why And then we there are naturally... some people who are like, now I saw some TikToks where people were like, I, I poisoned myself. Don't do this. I'm <laughs> I like, learn from me. I poisoned myself. <laughs> Um, and I can I say, by the way, thank you for people who are willing to be that honest. Yes, I did get scammed. And yes, I did suffer for it. But I want to tell you about it anyway, so that you will not repeat my mistake. That's That takes a lot of bravery. Yeah. Um, and generally speaking, nobody can point to any like, here's what it did or here's how it fixed me. And there's a good reason for that. Because? Because it doesn't do, it's not doing anything. It's not doing anything. Um, no, we know that we know nothing good, presumably. Yes, we know that um, we have tried this before. Nothing, nothing is new under the sun. We have tried this before. We know borax doesn't have these kinds of effects, and we know also that borax can be harmful. Um, and I want to tell you about that part, but first we got to go to the billing department. Does that seem safe? You should just go ahead and say, just like generally speaking, don't drink borax. Let's go to the billing department. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier. Then you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going to. Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool. Think of it as the palette. The palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the Easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. 
we have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed, but we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat, delicious meals right to your door, and not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got like fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From 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 a, a box? Pre-prepared? All I got in two minutes? I'm eating filet mignon? That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. I'm Jordan Morris. And I'm Jesse Thorne. On Jordan Jesse Go, we make pure, delightful nonsense. We rope in awesome guests and bring them down to our level. We get stupid with Judy Greer. My friend Molly and I call it having the space weirds. Patton Oswalt. Can I get a Balrog burger and some Aragorn fries? Thank you. And Kumail Nanjiani. I've come back with cat toothbrushes, which is impossible to use. Come get stupider with us at MaximumFun.org. Look, your podcast app's already open. Just pull it out. Give Jordan Jesse Go a try. Being smart is hard. Be dumb instead. Okay, zebras, uh, orangutans. Oh, yes, sorry. Hi. I'm not used to the animals talking. Uh, Who are you? Yes, my name is Carrie Poppy. I co-host a podcast called Ona Ross and Carrie. This is my co-host Ross right here. Okay. We investigate spirituality, claims of the paranormal, and we were wondering if we could get on the ark. You did come two by two. I Thank appreciate you. that. Though most of the things I'm letting on the ark don't talk. I'm going to be talking all up on this boat. Do you mind both? I prefer ark or okay, barge. Okay, I'm not listening, but if you let me on, mm-hmm. then I will make my really good podcast on your boat. Can you barge. at least help clean up all the poop? I guess I don't see why not. Well, I'll check out the podcast. Where do I find it? It's on MaximumFun.org. But why, Sydney? I already have my borax here and I want to drink it. Why can't I have borax? <laughs> I started digging into, like, has borax been used as medicine before? Do we already know if borax is good or bad for you? Um, And I thought this was really interesting. It's called borax. It's got to be bad, (laughs) right? Like, don't tell me we can have some. No, I mean, you really just shouldn't. Like, there's, okay. Some of these influencers will tell you that the problem is you have a boron deficiency. And so you need boron, and borax contains boron. Now, one... We do need trace amounts, we believe, of boron in our bodies. There are a number of, like, trace elements that we need little bits of, but they're such small amounts that, generally speaking, you get them if you're just, like, from <laughs> just anything from you're eating. Life. Yeah, I mean, they're not like—it's not like make sure you're getting enough— 
protein in your diet, right? Like it's it's not it's something not like one that. Of your They're trace. The word trace <laughs> means very small. Um, and that's so weird, though, because how do you get a trace naturally? You know what I mean? How do you get a trace from eating? Na- yeah, but like I eat different stuff all the time. How am I just happening to get a little borax? Well, and you're well, no, you need a little boron, and it's out there in vegetables. There's plenty of vegetables that contain boron that get that you can get what you need. Um, and if if for some reason you had a diagnosed boron deficiency, which I'm not saying it's impossible, but it would be incredibly rare. But if you mm-hmm. did get diagnosed with that, we would not feed you borax. We would give you a boron supplement. Mm. It's like saying like copper deficiency is a real thing. Okay. If somebody has copper deficiency, we give them a supplement that contains copper. You do we not. don't tell them to swallow pennies. Right. Because those are mostly zinc. Well, yes, but you get good. the you get the analogy. Yeah. Right? Like <laughs> we can we can give you the actual thing you're deficient in. We don't have to give it to you in a substance that could be damaging to you in some way. Um so borax, I, a lot of these people will cite that it has been used as a kind of cure-all for a huh. very, very long time. That, like back to ancient times, borax has been used as a cure-all ever since it was first like discovered. I actually can't find a lot of evidence for it as a cure-all. I, I'm wondering Even if that, that is, maybe not real. is maybe a myth. Now, I did find, like specifically I saw somebody say dandruff and I looked up and like, yes, I have found in multiple like sort of just like health hair blogs, not really like from a doctor's perspective, mm-hmm. but just like, hey, here's a thing you could do. Wash your hair in borax. It'll make your hair shiny and cure your dandruff. <laughs> um, so I, I did find that out there. It is used in a number of like exfoliants for your skin. So I don't know if maybe that's where that came in, like it was in there too. Um, I also found some mentions of it for like, different has was it used for gastrointestinal stuff and i can't find that because if anything it would make that worse so i I couldn't really find any evidence i don't know i'm wondering if it really was a cure-all or if we just think that everything that people eat probably was a cure-all at some point i mean you know it may have been um but i couldn't find a lot of evidence that borax was now i did find specifically i thought this was really interesting somebody said it was it was even used for epilepsy so i looked back through to see was borax used for epilepsy that was true. Oh. We did. And I think this is prob this probably says more about epilepsy than it does about borax. So epilepsy covers a number of different seizure disorders. Okay. And there are different types of seizures and you can have different um presentation. What that looks like looks different. You have different like um medicines that you might need for those and they can affect your life in different ways depending on how frequent you have them. So epilepsy is a broad term that describes a number of different seizure disorders, right? Um and because epilepsy before we understood that it was basically misfiring mm-hmm. of the neurons, your brain cells, misfiring of all of those electrical signals. Before we knew that, we've talked about before on the show, epilepsy was very disturbing for people. Right. They didn't yeah. understand what it was. The people who were having seizures generally afterwards didn't remember anything of there was what, a lot of there was a lot of connection to like possession. Exactly. In 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 early days. Yes. It was tied to a lot of like religious, spiritual, mystical types of happenings. And uh so people who have ha- who had epilepsy throughout history were treated with a number of terrible things to try to fix, cure, suppress, whatever. We have a whole episode on that. But I think the use of borax as a treatment for epilepsy speaks more to the fact that epilepsy is one of those things that we tried 
we have tried every wild thing in medical history for at some point, right? Because it's been around as long as humans have been around. Um, that's not true for every disease. There's some that we didn't do as much weird stuff with. Epilepsy is one where we did a lot of weird stuff. But borax, it was a treatment that persisted. Um, like it, it started in the early 1900s, probably not long after it started getting mined and regularly used in the U.S., mm-hmm. um, but it was used uh, specifically, it was listed as one of the only, like, treatments that was supposedly uh, effective for epilepsy in the early 1900s. Um, but studies that tried to replicate that couldn't really find it. Hmm. Not that it was making seizures worse, but that they actually that didn't really. Yeah. yeah, like, and so what, what that says to me is they probably weren't, like, the numbers of people in the study probably weren't large enough. Mm-hmm. And so, and since seizures were poorly understood and unpredictable at the time, we gave this person borax and we didn't give this person borax mm. and that person didn't have a seizure this week and that person did, that could just be coincidence and it probably was. Mm. Anyway, it was listed as a treatment for epilepsy for a while. It kind of fell out of favor and then there was this like renaissance that it got briefly in the 1930s when there was this specific asylum for people with epilepsy in Denmark, where a lot of people were given it, and it was suggested that maybe it would work, but then the study said, no, 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 it didn't, it didn't work. And if you go back in again and you look over all of these papers and studies and re- medical records, you can review like the charts from these people because um, we were in the era of charting. Uh, you, what you start to find is like one, it probably didn't work, and two, a lot of these people maybe didn't even have epilepsy because oh. we weren't very good at diagnosing it yet. So. It was used as a historical treatment for epilepsy. It does not work for epilepsy. It never did work for epilepsy. And I think it's important to know when people start calling on these like, this treatment is as old as whatever, and it's been used for everything from dandruff to epilepsy. When you start hearing that, one, is it really? And two, but did it work? Uh, No. No. I mean, I think that just, you know— Using it for that doesn't mean it did anything. Right. We just try stuff so we didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. And look at, I mean, look at the exact, it's one-to-one. Look at the TikTok thing, right? Like, I tried it. I mean, you convinced people to try it based on that, right? Mm-hmm. By whatever feelings that you think that you had as a result of it. That That's like universal throughout time and space and history. Like, right. And it, and it was funny because I was trying to find one of the studies I was reading to try to figure out, like, they tried it for epilepsy. It didn't seem to work. And then it went away for a while. And then it came back. And in this study that I was reading, they specifically were trying to uncover the why, which I thought was a fascinating. I love that they were asking that question, the why researchers. Why did it come back? And I can't find an answer. The other than they couldn't find an answer. I can't find an answer now for, like, why all of a sudden. Um 20 mule team borax, which is the kind of borax that people are mainly using. I mean, I, th- I don't think they say you have to use that, but that's what I, all, a lot of the influencers, I, I watch their TikToks, they all had a box of 20 mule team borax. I hope they're not being paid by them. Yeah. I Certainly they would placement. No, but I mean, 20 mule team borax says on the box, don't ingest this. Yeah. Like they say on their box, please don't please eat don't. this. Please, please don't, don't eat that. We don't want you to eat it. Like Things we, are hard enough for us over here as 20 mule team borax. Do you, I, I thought this was an interesting history. Do you know where 20 mule team borax comes from? Can you, Can you rephrase guess? that sentence in a way that is not absolutely unhinged? What, on what reality, just, what do you think, just because I know the et- et- etymological 
origins of Hydrox cookies and Oreos that I know every brand on the store shelves. No, Sydney. I don't know why they call it Smuckers either. <laughs> so Borax, Borax had this like moment when it was discovered in the U.S. in Nevada in the late 1800s. And then in um, later after that in Death Valley. And th- there was all this Borax discovered and it was great because everybody wanted to use it for all these different, I, I told you all the applications of Borax. So they wanted to mine it for all these different applications and it was pretty easy to mine except they're out in the middle of Death Valley. Mm. So now you have to transport it from there to wherever you're going to, you know, do whatever with it. And so it was like super hot and it was long and there was no um, railroad at the time there. So what are you going to do? do? So uh, they, the famously, there was one guy who staked a claim. His name was William Coleman. And he found a way to transport this mineral in these giant wagons pulled by. It's actually what I found was like, um, Two teams of 18 mules. That's not very fun. But 20 mule team is what it was called because it would take two teams, 10 days, 165 miles. Now, I will say that there were two horses involved too. So I don't know if we're counting the horses as mules and that's where the 20. Don't count the horses. No, we're not (laughs) counting the horses as mules. Anyway, eventually like there was a railroad and stuff so they didn't have to do that. But that's where the 20 mule team name Came from, and it was like a huge deal, deal, by the way. Like, there's a there's a Western from 1940 called the 20 Mule Team. Yeah. Yeah. You already knew that? No, but it just sounds right. Um, there, and uh, anyway, so that that is where that name comes from. Um, 20 Mule Team, for what it's worth, I don't think has anything to do with this trend because, again, they put right there on their box, please don't eat this. Um, and if, I would but bet. But if you're buying the borax, they really care. <laughs> I didn't call them for comment. I'm going to go ahead and assume that had I called them for comment, they would say, please don't eat the borax. Yeah, we never wanted you to eat it. It's please. like, it's does do the other things. It does so many things. Make slime. Just make slime. Your make kid slime just wants it. to make slime. So can it hurt you? Yeah. Right? That's the big question. Yeah. I'm I will guess, say yeah. that borax was used for a while as a food preservative. And then it was banned in lots of countries, including ours. So we have decided that it shouldn't be in food. Now, a lot of people argue that it's actually, you actually have to eat quite a bit to kill yourself with it, <laughs> which is a wild argument to yeah, make about something true. that you, you are, are touting as medicine, yeah. right? Like, well, but I mean, you would have to eat a lot to kill yourself. Yeah. Um, and that's true. But what we what we do know is that even though we think if you rub it on your skin, it won't hurt you. We haven't been able to find a way to hurt yourself that way. If you inhale it, it seems to irritate airways. We haven't, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to kill you, but like it's not great to inhale it. And what we have found is that people who eat it, and especially regular exposure to it, um, can cause nausea, vomiting, abdominal pain, diarrhea, it can cause specifically blue and green vomit. I found several people um, mentioned, which I, I kept Ugh. trying to figure out, like, why is it just blue and That's green? That's not the vomit of a healthy person. Yeah, it can cause, so it can cause some horrible vomit. Um, it can, over time, cause you to become anemic. So have a decrease, decreased amount of hemoglobin, which can cause a number of problems in your body. Mm-hmm. Um uh, there were several indications that maybe if you ate enough of it, you could have seizures. Oh, so that's unfortunate. And then I thought this was really interesting. The um, it can cause a specific rash 
on your body uh-huh. if you eat it for long enough. Again, I'm not saying like one ingestion does it, but like if you're gonna if you're gonna keep doing this fake medicine thing, it causes this really like bright red. The word that I kept finding was beefy rash. Yikes! All over you, um, and your skin can even peel off over time Ooh, from exposure gosh, to it. That's rough. Um, and the, and this rash has occurred anywhere from the uh, palms, soles, buttocks, and scrotum, as well as other places on your body. Um, and then it can uh, it can cause headaches and lethargy as well to make you feel just tired. There is now that in Indonesia they actually warn of a risk of liver cancer from mm. consuming too much borax. Different countries have different restrictions on the amount of borax in food. There are actually some countries where it's not restricted as a food additive, so that like. I was reading about this. There are certain kinds of like caviar when they're imported to the U.S. They have to do things to them in order for us to be able to eat them because they don't meet our borax standard. Hmm. So anyway, my point is. (laughs) Just don't eat borax. I mean. There is absolutely no evidence that eating borax does anything positive. I have not a single study that I could find that showed that it would treat or cure literally anything. It doesn't decrease inflammation, whatever that means. It doesn't detoxify, whatever that means. Those two concepts as wellness people often push them are are, are kind of fake. I'm not saying that toxins and inflammation are fake, but I'm saying that, that those wellness concepts are fake. So it doesn't do that. It doesn't treat arthritis or chronic pain or any other sort of chronic medical condition that is being difficult to manage and therefore people are seeking alternative solutions. It doesn't do that. Um, It will not help you lose weight, except in the sense that it could poison you, I Mm -hmm. guess. And Mm -hmm. then when you're poisoned, you don't feel like eating much. Mm -hmm. But that's bad and unhealthy. Please don't do that. Yes. Um, And it could harm you, even if tiny amounts of borax are safe to ingest. Like, why? No, there's no—I mean, like, there's lots of poisons out there that if you just ate a little, you wouldn't die. Are you saying— But nobody is suggesting that you should eat a little. Just don't eat them. Are you saying that the dose, in a sense—and I don't want to call them (laughs) here—makes the poison? No, I'm saying don't eat borax. Yeah, you're just saying don't eat borax. I'm just saying don't eat borax. I I hope this goes away quickly. I thought it was interesting, on a side note, I saw a lot of— younger people TikToks who were making fun of specifically Gen X over this. Mm-hmm. This apparently is like our generation is problem. Is it a prank? Are the millennials doing a prank on us about Borax? Is it, did they start it and then we all did it? And well, then- I started wondering at first because you know how, well, they're comparing it to the Tide Pods. You know mm-hmm. how like People, there really weren't all these people eating Tide Pods. Right. You know how that was kind of fake. Yeah. I'm not saying no one ever ate a Tide Pod. Oh, we get it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I started worrying, like, is the borax trend fake too? And then I found people on TikTok eating. I like, I watched them put borax borax in their water and drink it. And I was like, well, no. But they are, they are like, honey, they're like people our age. Like, this is not. We can't blame the kids for this one. Yeah, this, this is on us. this. Yeah, this one's on us. But anyway, please don't eat borax. Please tell your friends don't eat borax. <laughs> not <Please>. unprompted. <laughs> Just like at random. Listen, I just want to wear a shirt around now that says don't eat borax. Just don't eat borax. Uh, that's going to do it for us for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. Um, thanks to the taxpayers for use of their song Medicines as the intro and outro of our program. And thanks to you for listening. We sure appreciate it. Until next time, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head.
comedyandculture.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.